there is grandeur in this view of life. Welcome to Evolution Talk with Rick Coast, an introduction to the oldest story ever told. I have a very conflicted relationship with ants. For one, I'm fascinated by them. They're completely alien in how they communicate with and navigate through their world. Where we do it visually and by hearing, ants both communicate and navigate chemically. When an ant finds a food source, it's the chemical trail that they leave behind, like breadcrumbs, which enables others of the colony to travel the same path. They cooperate in ways that we can only aspire to. And why is that? Well, ants have mastered the art of cooperation. They have highly organized social structures, caste systems, and with everything they do, they do for the colony. They are, in a sense, a super organism with each ant contributing to the benefit of the colony. Kind of like cells in a functioning body. So why do I say I'm conflicted? Well, it starts when I was five years old and I saw my first horror film. I tell you, gentlemen, science has agreed that unless something is done and done quickly, man as the dominant species of life on Earth will be extinct within a year. And why is that? Because in one moment of history-making violence, nature, mad, rampant, wrought its most awesome creation. For born in that swirling inferno of radioactive dust, were things so horrible, so terrifying, so hideous, there is no word to describe them. Well, if you haven't guessed, them were giant ants in the 1954 movie, well, appropriately titled, Them. It was the first scary movie I ever saw, and from that moment on, I was addicted to monster movies. And ants. I hoped they remained smaller than me, and not the large, man-eating kind from that movie. As an adult who studied evolution and the connection all living organisms have with one another, however separated by speciation and time, I hesitate when encountering an ant on our counter. More often than not, I'll sweep them into a glass and put them outside. On a rare, very rare occasion, I will dispatch of them. Especially those, those tiny sugar ants who raid the pantry where... They collect en masse to capitalize on a few crumbs or a box that was mistakenly left open, usually by me. That's where I forget about my altruistic behavior and run to the store to buy ant cups. Sorry, ants. Small battles aside, I am and have always been fascinated by ants. And I'm not alone. American biologist E.O. Wilson made it his life's work to study ants and their behavior. He saw in them something we can only catch glimpses of in humans, self-sacrificing for the preservation of the colony. First of all, they've had a long time as a group of organisms in which to, by evolution, perfecting their way of life. They've had 150 million years to do so. Whereas humans have been on the earth in the form of Homo sapiens, our form, uh, for only about 200 to 300,000 years. So 
while we were learning to shape stones into cutting tools and how helping one another could be a benefit to us, the ants were already there. Uh, and during that time, the ants have perfected colonial organization based upon altruism. And it is in altruism and the peculiarities of social organization in the ants that scientists turn in order to learn more about these traits in human beings through comparison. And how did they develop these altruistic behaviors? And ants have gotten that way in part because of group selection. Group selection. E.O. Wilson, to his credit, is one of those scientists who once advocated one theory over another, only to discover for himself that he had been wrong. In this case, it was the source of altruistic behaviors. Prior to his change of mind, he favored kin selection as the source of altruism. Think of kin selection as a family business where all members of the family work because they are related to one another. They share in one another's success or the success of the business. This concept in insects means that cooperation and altruistic behaviors among closely related individuals enhances the survival of those shared genes. With group selection, it matters little about close relatives. It's like a sports team where cooperation plays a role in the team's success. As with ants and other insects, the colony's success is more important than the success of the individual. It was natural selection at a group level which preserved altruistic genes in a species. Although genes hadn't yet been discovered when Charles Darwin wrote On the Origin of Species in 1859 or The Descent of Man in 1871, he did have this to say about altruistic behaviors in Chapter 5 of The Descent of Man. A tribe including many members who, from possessing in a high degree the spirit of patriotism, fidelity, obedience, courage, and sympathy, were always ready to aid one another, and to sacrifice themselves for the common good would be victorious over most other tribes, and this would be natural selection. At all times throughout the world, tribes have supplanted other tribes, and as morality is one important element in their success, the standard of morality and the number of well-endowed men will thus everywhere tend to rise and increase. Wilson noted this and saw this in the evolution of such behaviors in the ants he studied. Along with colleagues, he revealed that the math- along with colleagues, he revealed that the mathematical model underlying kin selection was flawed and didn't apply to real-world situations. Wilson suggested that altruism is not primarily about protecting a relative's genes, but more about group dynamics, whether or not they are kin. Human society, according to Wilson, exhibits this balance between individual and group-level selection, leading to alliances, leading to love affairs, and wars. Wilson emphasized the importance of group dynamics and reduces the focus on genetic relationships. Then, as the groups competed with other groups, uh, the um, form of the cooperation became more intense and, uh, and more varied and complicated, and ants developed true altruism. 
It is fair to say that not everyone agrees Wilson's reliance on group selection explains altruism, even in ants. There are many biologists who deny or at least minimize its efficacy as a selection process. As a means to explain traits like altruism, it's viewed as inefficient because groups don't divide as often as organisms reproduce, making it somewhat difficult for altruistic traits to override natural selection, which favors selfish individuals, or the theories go. Additionally, there's little evidence to show that group selection has shaped any specific trait. More believable evolutionary forces, such as direct selection on individuals for mutual support, are considered the root of human prosocial behavior. So, as with many scientific theories, the jury is still out. Whatever the reason behind the success of an ant colony and the preservation of its behaviors, I'll continue to prefer to move them outside of my home instead of going to war with them. Especially should they ever rise up to assert themselves as the Earth's true inheritors. We may be witnesses to a biblical prophecy come true, and thus will be destruction and darkness come up in creation, and the beast shall reign over the Earth. Yes, the Earth, the skies above and the seas below, infested by swarms of nightmare creatures, crueler, deadlier than the armored giants of prehistoric eras. Here is a wild, headlong flight into terror as the desert erupts with the... I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Evolution Talk. I'm Rick Coast, and if you find value in this show, please consider supporting it at evolutiontalk.com. I'd love to keep the show alive and without ads, and I can only do so with your assistance. Help spread the word. Share the show with your friends, and at evolutiontalk.com you'll find more information, you'll find some recommended books, and also ways to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. And I hope your week is going well, and until next time, please take care of yourself. Evolution Talk is a Rick Coast production. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.